Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 265, recorded January 30th, 2020. On tonight's episode, let's talk about Pokemon in your home. Nintendo's coming back with some killer financial uh, quarterly reports. Speaking of Pokemon, you'll be very interested in that. And Nintendo just surprises with an amazing Animal Crossing Switch set that we all desperately just want to throw more of our money at. Plus, Patrick from Nintendo Talk is joining us to break down all this fantastic news. Jesse, cue the music! Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here from Nintendo Dads, and it's January 30th, 2020. And joining me tonight on the show, episode 265, is Jesse Waldack. How you doing, buddy? Greetings. I'm good. Uh, we went to a little powwow in, in the office early, later today, kind of doing a little mini celebration of uh, what the upcoming game on Sunday. So I kind of got my some my gear ready. So looking forward Joe to Kansas Chiefs. Going looking forward to that game. <laughs> sorry that your team didn't make it there, Marty. But no, I'm not well, sorry. You know, here's the deal. Uh, the Super Bowl for me <laughs> every year is pretty much just an excuse to eat ridiculous amounts of chicken wings. <laughs> That's so. You see, I, you know, are you saying I, that I, like really it's a bad a thing? Me. Well, I mean. <laughs> It's not a bad thing until about 12 hours later. And so on that note, speaking of 12 hours later, Justin Masson, all the way from the frozen tundra of Canada. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I love the Super Bowl here because because it is it is it is uh, as as not an American, right? It's not as, as a, from the U.S. of A., right? But as we get to partake in this event with your country, we enjoy your festivities. We enjoy pretending like we're American for an entire six hours where we eat copious amounts of appetizers (laughs) like chicken wings and nachos, feel disgusting, watch some awkward commercials, and don't really care about an actual football game. So I'm excited as well. Because when you overeat Uh, and have to go to the doctor, you don't have to pay for it. Exactly. That's a great part. We have free medical care. Yay, socialism (laughs) in Canada! Uh, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be back, folks. Uh, I was gone last week. I missed you all greatly. Yeah, also joining us on the show this week from the Nintendo Talk podcast, uh, where he has to put up weekly with Bobby Pauls. It is Patrick McNamara or Nintendo Talk. How you doing, man? How's it going? Thank you guys for having me. And uh, Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl, so I don't care. I <laughs> uh, sure wicked, wicked, wicked sweet there, eh? Like, jeez hey. now. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, no offense to see, Patriots fans, but I was so happy to see them go from second seed in the division to knocked out in the first round. You can thank the Tennessee folks for that, by the way. It's easy to <laughs> hate on the Patriots, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody hates the Patriots. It's it's, true. it's it's like Massachusetts loves them, the Boston area loves them, and then the rest of the U.S. hates them, right? But they're good. Like, I, I'm a, you know. I, you know what the, the uh, you know what they say that the uh, similarities are between uh, old women and Tom Brady? Are, don't you? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Both are familiar with deflated balls. Oh, uh, and so, uh, oh. hey, let's move on. <laughs> let's get right into wow. the news, shall we? Let us do it quickly. The news is brought to you each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. 
where for as little as a dollar a month, you can join in our Discord server and get access to all kinds of cool stuff over there. Uh, beginning at $5 and up, you get access to questions and uh, different features of the show that other folks in the $1 bracket don't get, all the way up to $30, which makes you a Patreon producer. Last week on the show, we had Sean Abbott on. He did a great job. And uh, pretty soon here, we're going to have Dave Ernsberger and um, Chris Mears on as well. And so we're just looking forward to to all of that. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you over there at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you can join people like uh, Blitzkrieg2121 and Robert Sapp, who are our new patrons. We're thankful for you guys. Thanks for joining up with us. And you know what, Justin? Here's the thing. I asked you about this earlier today, if this was yeah. okay to say. Uh, yes. We are right now uh, sitting at five patrons away from 100 patrons. Yeah. And so what we're doing is we're just looking for five people to jump on, jump in at any uh, tier amount. Yeah. Help push us past that 100 level. Help us stay past that 100 level. That's a huge milestone for it's us here at Nintendo Dads. huge accomplishment for any, any show like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And sure. so, and, uh, yeah. again, and, and here's the thing. It's not about saying we need five people at this certain level. No. We just need five people. Yeah. We just need you to hop in any level you want. We'll love you anyway, because that's what it's about. It's about the community. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of speaking of community, I know we're gonna we're gonna segue into the news. I just want to actually just kind of do a quick little PSA, public service announcement here, uh, guys. If you notice on the show right now, Tim is not with us today, uh, but he did want to actually send us a message because uh, some of you may have known that last week, just Tim had some family uh, kind of crisis that came up. But he did actually just put in here. He says, "Just thank the entire community for all the awesome messages that you have sent to me about the emergency with my family. I am truly blessed being a car- part of this community, and that everything is stable now, and that they're just trying to figure out plans." to prevent it from happening in the future. So again, guys, speaking of just an amazing community, showing love uh, to, to each other, thank you for, for supporting Tim and supporting him and his family and just sending messages of, of love and support. So man, we are we are so blessed that you guys are part of that as yeah. well. So thank you. Absolutely. Uh, and on that note too, the Dinner Table Show records tomorrow night, mm-hmm. uh, which is the show that Tim runs for patrons once a month uh, that is kind of like our old hangouts that we used to do. And so if you would like to be a part of the dinner table show, you can just shoot him a DM over on Twitter or on the Discord server, and uh, he would love to work you into that uh, conversation. It's a really unique show that he's doing over there. We're proud of him and proud of what he's doing. Uh, And speaking of another show, Justin, you had an announcement about the Dads After Dark show. I do, yeah. For those of you that are asking, uh, Dads After Dark – this is our spinoff show. This is kind of a show that is a little bit uh, not for the kids' ears. Let's just say that. The first few episodes were put out on our main feed, and I am I am very proud to finally say they are off of our they will be off our main feed soon. The Nintendo Dads After Dark is now searchable and findable and subscribable on Apple, Google, where else, Jesse? And Castbox for sure. Castbox, pretty and much then, any place you get your major every, podcast. Everywhere probably. else, probably self feeds off of Apple. Exactly. So, so once those, it's on Apple, guys, it goes. Yeah. It it floats off to just whatever. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were just waiting on Tim Cook to personally listen to it yeah. and approve it. <laughs> yeah, that's so exactly. Right. Yeah. So first, we had to wait for him to get off the floor from laughing, and yeah, then that was exa- approve yeah, it. That's that true. Was exactly. He, he, I so he sent us an email. 
He said it was really good. Yeah, he, he really enjoyed it. Sean and Drew have been killing it over there. But if you want a little bit more of an adult centric look at Nintendo, the world of parenting, uh, head over there and subscribe. Give those guys some love. They've got a great show, and we're happy that's part of our family as yep. well. More of our after dark content that you may be hearing from from this crew will also be going on that side uh, if it happens to be uh, applicable as well. But we're excited. Lots yep. more content from Nintendo Dads for you to and, subscribe to. Then I and, wanted to and, say that the, the first two episodes are still on the main feed, and I'm going to keep them there for probably another week yep. to give t- some time for people to migrate over to the new feed. Mm-hmm. At that point, we will purge them. So then, then you won't be able to find them off the, on our main feed anymore. Right, right. And speaking of uh, the Nintendo Dads family, uh, we've been teasing on our our Twitter and on our social media over the last couple of days uh, that we have a surprise for you guys. Uh, and I would just say this, uh, our Patreon subscribers need to check their email somewhere around 3 o'clock Central tomorrow afternoon. Hmm. Just saying. Just saying. Presumably just saying, saying, by then. there has been a lot of news. <laughs> let's jump into it, yeah, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. So uh, I think the biggest thing that we need to, get, to hit right here at the top is Nintendo shadow dropping, I guess, this big announcement tonight about this Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is something that has been on our prediction list. In fact, Tim, I think, had this on his. Justin, I think you also predicted an Animal Crossing Switch of some kind. Am I right about that? Yes, I did. Yeah. So, but you predicted a Switch Lite, and that's not what we're getting. Shut your mouth. <laughs> what are we getting? What well, are we what getting? What we are getting is a brand new uh, grown-up Switch, if you want to call it that. I like to call it the OG Switch, right? With the removable Joy-Cons. Uh, this is actually, let me, let me from the jump say this is launching on the 13th of March. So one week ahead of Animal Crossing, you're going to be able to get this. Pre-orders are live right now at Best Buy and Amazon here in the United States uh, or North America, whatever you want to call that. Oh, uh, J- Josh is in the chat, so he's all excited. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, the left Joy-Con and the right Joy-Con are actually special colors just for this set. Uh, the left is a light pastel green. The right is a pastel blue. And those, interestingly enough, have uh, a different color on the back. They have a white back to the Joy-Con, as well as Joy-Con straps that are unique to this set as well. They're white or kind of a cream color. uh, And the the actual strap part looks like friendship bracelet material, which I thought was was kind of interesting, but it matches along those colors. Uh, The back of the Switch has an Animal Crossing texture to it that kind of looks like the ocean with some Animal Crossing icons, islands and waves and houses and trees and things like that. And the Switch dock, I think, is actually, Justin, you pointed this out, is probably the most interesting part. No Nintendo brand at all on the front. It's a a completely white dock uh, that includes in the corner a small island with Tom Nook and the twins standing there and kind of other weird raccoon children. (laughs) Yeah. Or brothers, or I don't even know, raccoon well, family, well, whatever. In the notes, I put the, the Tanuki twins, because they're probably Tanuki more than raccoon. That's because true. Because Japan. Uh, they're creepy. What's that? They're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they are creepy. Like Timmy and Tommy? Uh, it's been a while since I played. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Timmy and Tommy. Uh, this is going to be available again on March 13th for $299. 
Uh, or if you're like uh, our good friend, the Nintendo guru, who Nintendo Talk here is very familiar with, he's oh, already boy. pre-ordered his. <laughs> so, Patrick, let me ask you, uh, what do you think about this hardware? Um, is this a smart move? I, I mean, we we debated a little bit before the show uh, that is in our pre-show audio uh, whether or not it was smart to go this route versus a Nintendo Switch Lite, um, which, you know, seems like it would have made sense. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. Uh, what do you think? Are you excited about this? Just give us your thoughts on the Animal Crossing Switch. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I think we're all in agreement that it's like very odd that it's not a Switch Lite. But at the same time, I'm very glad it is um, that it isn't. Um, I think the main thing is here. I don't know if anyone in the chat or anyone can confirm this. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Is this the new Switch? Is this like the new and improved battery because uh, the first Switch, the OG one, the first pressing, I feel like there's something wrong with it mechanically. Like I've already been through one. I've had friends that have had to replace them. So I'm hoping this is the new battery one, but this looks phenomenal uh, yeah, for a special it, edition. It, it better be being a, a new, yeah. new, new prints, new designs. Yeah. But I really do like the etching. I kind of wish it was it was a white Switch. I think it would have looked... A little bit more cleaner, but yeah, the dock's awesome. I'm definitely. I think I'm gonna get it. I'm I'm very against getting multiple switches, but this is hard to pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I made the comment before we went on the air or we went live that you know it's it's odd that Nintendo seems really really committed to that main core piece of the Switch always being black. Mm-hmm. You know, like the tablet part of it always being black. Like it can have an etching on the back or it can have a print on the back, like the Smash or uh, or Diablo, you know, versions. But well, it's least, it's got to have that black center. They at least updated the uh, the the, the Joy Con strap that the 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 rail part is white instead of black. So we got that, which true. I think looks better with the pastel color Joy Con versus. What the black one looked like. It does, and we've not seen colored joy. Did we just lose Marty? Oh, I think we, sorry. There, yeah, that, that was. Back. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> the, uh, the, um, See, I was, playing, I was playing with my headset, and I thought I lost. I thought I just lost my my ear. <laughs> we're playing with stuff. Oh, no, no, don't turn fine. dials and unplug stuff. <laughs> the uh, the the thing is, we saw color Joy-Con straps. You know, like when the Switch first launched to match the the neons, and then we saw them with the yellow Joy-Cons. But if I'm not mistaken, we've not seen official Nintendo produced Joy-Con straps that are different colors in a while. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't think uh, so. I, I've only I remember seeing so. black. It's been a while since I've seen. I it. don't think th- I know the Mario Joy Cons didn't get them. I know the new two, the new two packs haven't gotten them. I don't think the the Splatoon Joy Cons got them. Uh, another thing that I think is interesting with this is we're getting the Animal Crossing Switch. Uh, what about an Animal Crossing branded Pro Controller? We have not seen that Pro Controller refresh uh, in a long time. 
Yeah. Now, now Power A is issuing some Animal Crossing controllers, and mm-hmm. they are being officially licensed by Nintendo, but they're not the same kind of quality that we expect from the Pro Controllers that we've seen for something like a Xenoblade or that we saw for Smash or even Splatoon, right? They are usually kind of about a $30 or $40 price differential, and they're usually missing some key features like Gyro or potentially the uh, NFC reader as well. They feel a little bit, you know, feel a little bit cheaper. Sometimes not to knock no they're, good, they're good controllers, but you can tell they're a little bit different. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I don't, I wonder if it's like them not stepping on their toes there, like, cause they, you know, maybe this was already coming down the pike or, or, or something like that. Uh, I'm trying to do some research here as we talk, like going to different retailers like GameStop. And, um, I could, I, I searched for Animal Crossing Switch on, uh, Amazon and couldn't find it. I'm looking for model numbers. Bestbuy.com, I think, is where the pre orders were coming up, by the way. Yeah, oh, I think Best I Buy seeing. and GameStop, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So here's a here's a couple things that I would say to this. I, I think that A, this is um Again, I, I don't have a huge fin, uh, connection with Animal Crossing, right? As a matter of fact, I just went down this week and purchased it, or sorry, pre-ordered it. Uh I don't really am gonna be su- like I'm not super hyped for it. I know like people are like, you know, March 20th is my day, it's my, you know, like it's their thing, right? I've, I've never played it, but I'm excited the community's playing. And I want to play it with computer community. But I will say this. This Switch dock, this whole new setup, it makes me a believer. It <laughs> makes me a believer in Tom Nook. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting hyped, son. Uh, I think this is a good-looking system. Like, it is it is yeah. real nice. And then and I, here's the other thing. On the back of the news we heard today that Nintendo said that they have no official plans in 2020 for a new hardware refresh of any type, a.k.a. don't be counting or be waiting for a Switch Pro, it made me think, no, sure, look, it, I've got some spare money, right? Maybe this is where I need to be throwing that, because this is a good-looking system. And then um, during the pre-show, I joked, does does an Animal Crossing Switch count as new hardware? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know that's think, not what he meant, that, but you know, yeah, I like As words. someone who actually yeah. has damage to their... Uh, you know, original switch. Like I just had the little, you know, vent cover on mine just crumble off in the last month. Mm. But like I'm eyeing this. Like, is it time for me to update my home base switch? I mean, I've got a switch light too, but <laughs> like we're the house of four switches already. We do not, there's no reason that we need this. <laughs> but oh my gosh. And this this it just sucks. It's 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 a disease. Like every time Nintendo puts out a new one of these, I'm like, oh, I want it. But yeah. there's no reason for me to have this. Well, for those of w- you who are getting a Switch for the first time or you're buying your number two Switch or whatever because of this, congratulations. Yeah. It's the best one they've ever made. Now, does this come with the – I don't think it comes with the game, right? It's no, just, and it that does not was- come with the game. That's yeah. just going to say, Patrick. So here's the thing that I kind of find a little bit jerkish It does about come with a, with a case, uh, case though. Yeah. That, oh, here's okay. The, Here's the thing. You're going to release the the console a week before the the game actual comes out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I, like they've that, done that, this that before. Always, they did it with. I know, Go. but I always feel like they did it with jerk. Smash. They they put it out a month before Smash came out. I recognize that, <laughs> but I think it's a jerk move. I really think it should be the day it comes out and the game is included, or it's like the game is discounted in some way. Well, yeah, the game's included. This is why I don't understand. Why are they afraid to sell the Switch? At a higher price point with the game bundled. I don't get that. Like, if it's an Animal Crossing branded Switch, it should come with that. And and now, but but I want to say this, Justin. Being fair, 
this is not the first time in a long time that Nintendo has sold a special edition system without a game. Hundred percent agree. I, I mean, just don't. I just 3DS, don't like. They did it all the time on 3DS, and uh, the thing is, is they knew on 3DS the reason they could do that is because people were buying multiples, right? They had right. to. And think about this well, now. Even on 3DS, when when here's thing. The, the sales figures on the on the on the Nintendo Switch Lite have proven that people are going to buy multiples. So guess what they're going to do with the Switch? They're going to aim to sell you multiples. Yeah, yeah, because you you know we've said before that Mario Kart is like their highest selling IP right now. You know mm-hmm. Mario Kart Eight on two systems, Mario Kart Seven on the DS uh, or the, the 3DS. You know, notice those are the games that came bundled with systems. And they count those as as units sold when it comes to, sure. to game sales, which we'll talk more we'll talk more about that shortly. Uh, but uh, that's, but they don't really do that with anyone else. That's just more so. Just lately. just real quick here, anybody uh, for sure says yes. I'm getting this. I am. I am not. I know. I am not. It's a maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, I, I had the launch switch from almost three years ago that uh, had water damage and got it replaced with a refurb model. So it's newer, but still it's the same OG model. The new battery is tempting, but I think at this point I'm ha- still happy with what with what I have. I'm just going to wait until presumably 2021 with the next the next iterative yeah. version. That's my plan. I'll make a because I'm already buying here. two other consoles this year. So uh, I think this holiday <laughs> we're going to get a Switch Lite, Switch Lite bundle, Animal Crossing Special Edition. It's going to mm. happen. It's a good, it's a good prediction. I like Walmart it. Walmart exclusive. <laughs> oh god, I like it. <laughs> you know there, I, and I say that because at one time I remember going to Walmart and buying a totally unnecessary Nintendo DS bundle that had. Uh, it was Zelda. It was gold, uh, you know, glossy gold Nintendo DS with the Triforce in the corner. I All wanted the buttons that, but were I couldn't gold. find one. Uh, yeah, I just, and it was like, you know, it was there. They only had one of them. I was in the store, just happened to be there for some reason. I was like, yeah, I'm buying that. <laughs> Justin, are you? It just you, randomly jumped there. in you, your cart. You, you have been oddly quiet. Are you buying an Animal Crossing <laughs> Switch? No, no, I, no, I'm not. That doesn't I, sound convincing. Here's, here's, here's the thing. For a guy who's like, I don't even really know much about Animal Crossing. I'm not really into Animal Crossing. I am not going this deep in Animal Crossing that I'm buying a new Switch. So are you I'm buying saying, a Switch Lite? No, I'm not doing that either right now. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I bet you by the end of 2020, just, you know what? We'll I'm sure look at, we'll see. Um, your eyes, like are, your most... eyes are very shifty, sir. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Now, I look at the we've party. been telling him that for years. You were mentioning that this you can buy these separately on PlayAsia. You can buy you can buy the dock and the Joy-Con separately on PlayAsia and well, the Nintendo Japan store. Is it is That's it confirmed on PlayAsia or is that just we're we're guessing? Well, we I'm just, assuming it's I'm assuming it's on PlayAsia. It will it be is there. Confirmed in Nintendo store. But yeah. again, PlayAsia is an assumption. All of the other sets turn up there. So Almost confirmed. Like the Joy Cons, right. the Joy Cons, I'm more likely to do. I'm more likely to. Joy Cons are quick, very. I want, yeah. Speak here's. I do want to take a quick moment here, though, and I want to say a uh, big thank you to uh, where I? Oh man, I shoot. I had it a second ago. Oh, I missed it. Where'd it go? Blurpy Beaner. 
Blurpy Beaner, thank you for being a Patreon supporter. Appreciate that. We're now 90. Did that happen during the show? just happened during the show. Right? Wow. They're in our chat. Come on. They're in our Discord. Let's go, son, right? They're in our Discord <laughs> chat. Speaking of, thank you for all the folks who are in Discord right now. I'm seeing a lot of people here. We appreciate it as well. It's great. Yes, thank you for the so subs, the swallows, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Speaking of let's go, let's go talk about these huge financials. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's dig into this. Uh, this is, I know, Business this, Justin this is, is Justin. ready. He, this is Go, this gets his blood pumping. Let's talk about. <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep during Pokemon Home stuff. I'm going to tell you that right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, I may be joining you. I've got a pillow right over here. So uh, here, here's here's the deal. Let's talk. Let's talk the biggest number so far. All right. Let's just kick it off with a bang. So far, as of de- as of December thirty first, twenty nineteen, Nintendo Switch has sold fifty two point forty eight million units. Across the Nintendo Switch family. Nice. Uh, what does that mean? Well, that means that in the past uh, year, I think here, or I'm sorry, uh, October 1st through December 31st, Nintendo sold 10.8 million Switches in three months. One-fifth of their sales occurred, their lifetime sales occurred yeah. in three months. Yeah, because that's the wow. all, all, holiday sales, new new holiday bundles, and probably and the majority of the lights. Right. So so let's put this in perspective with Nintendo nostalgia, right? Things that we know ahead of time. Uh, this puts the Nintendo Switch at less that are right around nine million units left to sell to to surpass. The original NES, mm-hmm. wow. they have already far surpassed or already 3,000 or 3 million or so above the Super Nintendo. They've already beaten the Nintendo 64. They've already beaten the GameCube. They've already Wolf. beaten the Wii U. <laughs> four times over. Four they did that in two months. Four so four separate times. And did the next, the next closest milestone for for Switch is Nintendo 3DS. Uh, as of December 31st of 2019, Nintendo 3DS has now sold 75.71 million units. Uh, which still, y'all, is is crazy. So I was, looking, uh, I was looking at the, at the numbers sold, and yeah, seventy five million units sounds like a lot for th- for the three DS. But if you look at their history of handheld systems going back to the Game Boy, that's the least. Yeah. Mm. That's true. That's true. And that is over what Jesse an eight year period. Uh, yeah, because it launched launched in March or April of twenty eleven. And we are only in March of 2020 celebrating the three-year marker. Yeah. So if we take these numbers and we divide them by three, because again, uh, like Jesse said, or Justin said, we're celebrating three years in March. That would mean that on average, Nintendo has sold 17.3 million Switches a year since launch. Yep. Which is an incredible feat. Uh, what we know also right now on the non-Nintendo side of things is that now Nintendo Switch in three years has done what Xbox One has done in how many years? Seven? Seven, eight? 
Uh-huh. Well, I, I put in the notes presumably because we don't know how many Xbox Ones are sold, and Xbox Soft won't sell us. But it's a good estimation they didn't they didn't make fifty million. Right. People people are speculating that they hit forty eight, forty nine. Yeah, absolutely. So the next target is NES, and after that the uh, 3DS. Uh, and just a note here while we're talking around Nintendo systems, Nintendo did announce this week that they are no longer, as of March, servicing any Wii consoles. Well, they will not be repairing any was that, Wii I, I, unit. The news article I saw said that's in Japan. I don't know. If I saw it in North Japan, America. but then I saw something similar for North America. I don't okay. remember where. But it, was, it was confirmed, I believe, for North America as well. So... Uh, guys, th- these are incredible numbers, mm-hmm. right? Um, Nintendo sells uh, now. I, I do want to contrast this. Nintendo sells 10 million switches, and in that same quarter, they sell 250,000 3DSs. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's the thing Which though means that I, you know, there's 250,000 a- really disappointed kids, <laughs> sure, uh, and people in the world. I wanted a switch, mom, not this. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting though, right? So, I mean, as much as we're having a bit of a laugh about it, it is showing that Nintendo is still seeing that as a as a revenue stream for them. That's why they're still reporting on it, right? Because there is actual profitability, so they do want to show that. And I think it also tells the story really of that cut over of their kind of their 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 nail in the coffin of the 3DS as well. And it is important to report that. Well, I, I, and I totally agree with you. I mean, think about this. this that's 250,000 units that probably were sitting in warehouses, right? Yep. Already made up. They've been there for a year or two. They're ready to go. Uh, and I mean, I, I fully expect sometime in the next two years, we kind of get that. Uh, Nintendo will will stop producing the 3D or the 2DS XL in blank. For sure. We're going to see that because, I mean, they, they and, pretty much already announced by saying all the projects are moving over to the Switch and, anyway. And I think it'll be about the same time we hear about the Switch successor mm-hmm. or Switch yeah. upgrade or whatever we want to, we want to call it. So what was it, like three or three or four years ago, they were like, Nintendo should stop making hardware? Yeah. <laughs> People have been saying that for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Fairness. it's funny that you mentioned that. Because uh, earlier I was reading a, an article, and this is Nintendo, but I just had to laugh. Um, Google Stadia, uh, one of the execs from Google Stadia uh, was addressing the lack of games on it. And basically, this is what he said. He's like, uh, it's not our business. It's up to third parties to come to us and give oh, us God. games. Yeah, that's not how systems work. <laughs> And I was like, if you, you if you don't hear the sound of the goldfish circling the drain on Google Stadia, um, man, that's a, that's a mess over there. But let's talk about some other numbers here that are important. That, those are software numbers, um, guys. Those are, hard, those are hardware already, numbers. Yeah, the, hmm? those were hardware numbers used. Gabe, we're talking about software now. Yeah, we're talking about software. Oh, now. Okay, so, yeah, sorry. Uh, so the number one selling game on the Nintendo Switch is no surprise. Uh, it is still Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which has now jumped to 22.96 million units sold. 5.07 million units uh, have been sold in the last six months. Yeah, I couldn't find – I don't think I saved the top ten list from three months ago because at that point it was Halloween season. So I 
we didn't do a show that week, probably. So Mario, I, that's Kart why I had to go back to six months for comparisons. Uh, on that, the last time we saw hardware sales or software sales numbers, Mario Kart and Smash were separated by about two million. And so yeah. Mario Kart has gained five point seven, you know, five five million. Let's just round it down: five million on Mario Kart, or I mean, on Smash in the last little bit. Wow! So Super Smash Brothers is now coming in uh, at the number two software for Nintendo Switch at seventeen point sixty eight million sold. That's at almost three million units in the last six months. Um, well, that was up from the number three spot. Jesse, you, you're, you're correcting me here in the notes. Thank you for that. Uh, previously, number one and number two were Mario Kart and Mario Proactive Odyssey. Proactive corrections. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is now sold uh, 16.59 million, uh, 1 million, uh, 1.6 million of those units in the last six. Number four is Breath of the Wild. And number five, guys, in two months... Pokemon six weeks. Sword. Six weeks. Yeah, six, six weeks. I'm sorry. Six weeks. <laughs> Pokemon Sword and Shield sells 16.06 million copies. Oh my you, god! If you if you ever think to yourself, why is Pokemon important? Why is why is it important to a franchise? Why do they make a big deal? They want to annualize it every year. Why do they put it out at Christmas time? Because Pokemon literally just rolled up to like Zelda and to Mario and it's like, oh cute guys, you've been doing this for like three and a half years. Hold my beer. Yeah. And then was like, <laughs> boom, I just took fifth place. And literally barking at the heels of Breath of the Wild, the next fiscal report, quote me, write it down, whatever you want, I will willing to bet you Pokemon Sword and Shield will be at probably number three, if not potentially number two. I'm gonna Scott. call numbers. I, I really am gonna call yeah. number two. I think it's going to be a massive that. jump. Going to be a massive, especially jump. with and that knowing that there's DLT DLC plan instead of a third yeah. game. This is going to have a long tail. Yeah, and that's oh, yeah. the other part of it, right? So every, everyone's questioning, like, oh, why do they want to do a season pass? Sixteen million copies. Sold. Yeah, they've been that's seeing. Why they do they've been pass. seeing the numbers just fly by. Yeah. Uh, and and here's the thing: Diamond and Pearl, Jesse. Thank you for putting this in the notes. By the way, Diamond and Pearl. Sold 17.6 million. X and Y sold 16.4 million. Uh, Sun and Moon sold 16.18 million. Black and White sold 15.6 million. Uh, hey, guys out there that were complaining about Pokemon and worried about it coming over and all the things, I think it's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think we're going to be okay. And, yeah, and, so I'm, and I'm speaking as somebody who, by the way, right now, like today, before I came to record this podcast, I'm this far away from finishing my first ever Pokemon game. Yep. I'm <laughs> at the I'm at that battle in in Shield. And I'm having to go find a fire Pokemon because I don't have any. <laughs> that are uh, I've got to go find some candy and there's a lot make, of end game with that game. Strong. Yeah, I know. And my son has played he's beaten the whole thing. He's twelve years old. <laughs> he's done it all. Now he's going back. He's like, I'm, a, I'm just going to complete my Pokedex for fun. I was like, yeah, you got bit by the bug, buddy. <laughs> I, I see it. Uh, but but now here's the thing, Justin. I think when I say it's going to take number two, I think it and Smash are going to fight for that yep. number two. Yep. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see that waffle back and forth. But I honestly don't see Mario unless they unless Nintendo makes another Mario Kart. Th- right. There's there's no way. 
And one thing I noticed here is uh, Breath of the Wild sold a million more units than Odyssey. So even though you know, Odyssey overtook Breath of the Wild short, shortly after its release, Breath of the Wild has a good chance of taking it that, that spot back over. Well, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be shocked. I think what you'll see is when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, you're going to see a Breath of the Wild bump. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see those right. numbers kind of take a little bit of a, of a run up as Breath of the Wild 2 actually either is, is released or officially released. And if then, they do an Odyssey 2, I wouldn't be shocked if they get a little bit bump as well. Or but I think if they the finally longevity, put an Odyssey DLC, I think that'll Yeah, potentially, right? I think the longevity and the, and the tail of something like a Pokemon is is there, right? Like, again, this is only six weeks. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely bonkers to be six weeks, to only have been out for six weeks, and you're now on the number five spot. That is absolutely insane. And, again, it speaks the power of it, right? It speaks the brand, and then <laughs> and then again, you've got you've got a company that says now here's a season pass. We're gonna bring you keep keep bringing you back into it. Like even even if only half those people buy a season pass, I, I was just gonna do that. Million people bought a season pass. Like you do the math on that one, folks. That's that's, that's two two hundred and forty million in revenue just from half of the people buying DLC. Revenue that. Like it's that's that's the monetization model, right? Yeah, so that, I wanted to mention three titles on this list. That's on top of the almost billion dollars of revenue from the, buying the game yep. in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, I want to mention three titles on this list that actually surprised me, and they were in the eight, nine, and ten spots. Mm, yep. uh, eight is Mario Kart, or I'm sorry, Mario Party, Super Mario Party at nine point ten or nine point twelve million units. It's almost at ten million. Uh, in fact, has now almost sold. Is just shy. Like, you know, 600,000 or so shy of Splatoon 2, which is crazy if you think about how popular Splatoon 2 has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, number- it still sold a oh, uh, little more than 2 million units in the last six months. So, yeah. well, so that, you know what that is? That's new Switch owners. Yeah, new Switch owners are buying. Going, hey, Mario Party. This will be yeah, fun for everybody. Yeah, yeah new Switch mm-hmm. owners are buying Mario Kart, Breath of the Wild, Mario Party. Yep. Uh, also, uh, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe has sold 5.8 million, almost 6 million units. Sold 1.75 million units of those in the last six months. Remember when everybody said, I have no clue why Nintendo is releasing this game again? Yeah. It's called money. Right, Business Justin? I 100% <laughs> agree. Yeah. The next, the next thing is what I find fascinating. Though. Yeah, I love this. I love this. Number ten, which which took Luigi's over the mansion. previous. Before we say it, was, we took over the previous top ten, which was Mario T- Tennis Aces. So they yeah, and, it, it and actually doubled off. it. Actually doubled the previous top ten. Luigi's Mansion Three sold five point three seven million units in eight weeks. That's correct. That's really Which, good. And, and you know what that means? That means Luigi's Mansion 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's the thing that I find fascinating about it again. So if we think of uh, – and this is the the thing about numbers that I enjoy here. New Super Mother – Super Mother. New Super oh. Mario Brothers Deluxe. <laughs> Marty just – Mother, Mother 3 confirmed. <laughs> uh, Super Mother which has been out. Which has been out for when this, when this ran almost an entire year – is at 5.85 Luigi's Mansion eight weeks 5.37. Do you know what I mean? So you're so although the values are close, the apples to oranges time out there was lessened, 
right? So I think we're going to see again, Luigi's Mansion will be taking closer to that number nine spot uh, next time we do this report as well, which I think is fascinating. There's a Come couple on other in the honorable chat mentions. says, I hope there's a Luigi, Luigi's Mansion 25. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, I will say the following, though. A couple honorable mentions, not in this document, uh, that I do want to mention. Both uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance and Astral Chain both sold over one million copies. Um, and that's pretty significant for the fact that those are, you know, especially Astral Chain, completely brand new IP. Um, and that appeared to sell really, really well. So I think that's a great sign for Platinum. It's a great sign for Nintendo uh, as well. So um, I'm going to throw it over to Patrick. Any kind of commentary or thoughts on these numbers or sales figures from Nintendo? Uh, these are insane. Uh, I think one of the things I'm not too sure about the Fire Emblem series, but Fire Emblem Three Houses 2.58. I think that's that's a pretty impressive number. And then uh Super Mario Maker 2 finishing below Super Mario Bros. U. That mm. that was a surprise for me. Um Yeah. And then Ring Fit Adventure, 2.17. Yeah, and, and there wow. was and you know, t- today there was actually they did make a public uh, announcement actually at the uh reporting that Nintendo did today as well during a, a release, and they actually apologized for the shortage for Ring Fit Adventure as well, because that appears to be the the theme right now is a lot of shortages around the world for it, especially, I believe, in the Asian market. So it's they've hard to find lines here. for it. Like they've, they've been having lines for it. Hmm. That's fantastic. In, in Japan, which I, like we've we've been doing it at home and <laughs> my my kids love it. Like they, you know, they do it three or four times a week. You know, we've we've brought it into their schooling. It's part of their school every day. And so they've they've really, really enjoyed it. You know, uh, Justin, to come back to what you were saying there about Marvel Ultimate Alliance, um, I actually read a tweet earlier today, and I, I wish I had saved it so I could, you know, confirm this. But um, <clears throat> when you talk about being a million seller with Astral Chain, what you did mention is the nuance here that Astral Chain actually sold more than Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Mm. Uh, which, it, and it's like, you know, point whatever more, you know, like yeah. point one's, one's like 1.7 million and one's 1.5 million, but sure. Astral Chain is a brand new IP going up against yeah. Marvel coming off of Avengers Endgame, yeah. uh, and releasing Ultimate Alliance. Infinity Saga. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Uh, yeah. I'm glad, but like, I, I feel like uh, Ultimate Alliance is one of those really slept on Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch titles mm-hmm. uh, and, and and even Astral Chain, I think. But like, I think selling over a million is is a good precedent for probably getting more of that. Yeah. Right. Now, um, and, and if I recall, there's a couple. You know, another another game that I, I would kind of call a uh, favor to as well is Link's Awakening, which I believe I don't have the numbers in front of me. I believe it was four million. Somewhere around there, I believe. So it did it did really well as well. It didn't quite crack the top ten, yeah. but it had a really good sales again for a very short amount of time. You got to remember that was middle of September that game came out. Uh, so it's a three and a half months uh, window. Is am I correct, Patrick? Four million. Four point one nine. Four point one nine. That's still a really healthy showing, I guess, especially for ga- a game like that in a short amount of time, right? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if, depending on how these numbers shift, we may see it crack the top ten. Um, but again, I thought that I thought that was great. I mean, it's. Uh, the, the response, I mean, my answer here is banger of a year for Nintendo. 
Oh yeah. Right. Like, like no doubt. Um, yeah. So I was going to ask for the business Justin translation there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Business Justin's translation is uh, Nintendo is doing a bit of a victory lap for sure. Do you know what I mean? There's a bit of a strut. And I think it's a little bit of us understanding more and more. I think a little bit of the decisions are making. I think when we see stuff like season passes, when we see stuff like season, you know, another DLC package, right? There's a reason for that. When 17 or 18 million people have bought it, sure, look at let's see if we can do it again, right? And continue to build on that strategy. We had heard that as well from the new president when he came in. He said he wanted to do more DLC packaging and strategies as well. Um, I think this is this is interesting if I was another, you know, I I think of a company like EA. Now EA actually had their press conference today and they and they were their their stockholders pressed them and said, like, sure, look at why do you not have games on the Switch? And they're like, we're looking at it, we think it's a viable solution. But one of our concerns is that the biggest, you know, the biggest sellers on the Switch are Nintendo games. Yep, that's that's how that kind of works. However, that doesn't mean that other developers or other publishers or other games don't have a tremendous amount of success on the console as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm sure that every third party developer recognizing right now, especially at the pace it's going, if we're at 52 million, we're not even at its three year birthday. Is it possible that this could actually be cracking Wii numbers? Are we actually thinking that? I mean. Based on traction, it could crack the 3DS numbers by this time next year. In two-year, three-year predictions or or projections, we could be cracking over to the Wii um, levels. Like, it could actually break that record. And I think even if it doesn't break that record, it's going to be hitting pretty high near that ceiling. And I think that's a tremendous thing. And you think about the install base. And again, over over 3,000 games currently available on the eShop. Like, the game – the system is a – I mean, it's it's like lightning. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it. They're doing an incredible job with it. Um, hasn't been flaws for sure, but they're just doing fantastic. I think what would make or break that statistic is if you know when we we talked about the the next potentials switch upgrade. If it's similar enough that it's still in the switch family, that I say they definitely got a shot. If it's so much of an upgrade, it's considered its own new family. Then they're starting over from square one. I think at this point, if they consider anything that's outside of the switch family that it's probably at this point off the drawing board yeah. would you, i mean would i, I would oh, think that they don't 100%. want to do that they yeah, would want they, to keep it they, they want a ds dsi type of upgrade yeah that still this counts is, in the this family is a, nobody nobody rock the boat steady as she goes don't change a thing. Don't change our messaging. We are on point, on brand. Do not mess this up. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I think it's great. Patrick, what are your thoughts on any of this? Any final thoughts? Or- well, I think the game coming out soon, Animal Crossing, is going to push those numbers oh, way up. Because if, if you don't have a Switch yet, like there, there's still a big New Leaf community that yep. like is holding on to that game. Once this game comes out, I feel like that's another 10, 15, at least million. Yeah, as I um, said earlier, we had Josh in the chat, which... He has a channel that's pretty much that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you guys, like with the success of Mario Kart, those are giant numbers. Does that help Mario Kart 9's case, or is that more leaning towards DLC? I because it right is now, it doesn't, it doesn't look like talk. they need to do anything. Because we even about it a lot. Because even looking at, you know, not including the 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 Luigi's Mansion and the Pokemon that just that shot up unusually high, but of all the rest of the top ten games, it was 
just just looking at the last six months, it's a top seller. Yeah, and it's a game from two years ago. So I, 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 I think as long as it's doing what it's doing, they don't have to do anything. Yeah, I think at this point, like anything that could have possibly been DLC for this game has probably been put toward a new game. We, I mean, we don't know what's going on, you know, in development. And when Nintendo announcing, you know, that they are working on like what they in Japan, they renewed like 39 IPs or something like that mm-hmm. uh, or, or registered or whatever. Uh, who's to say that one of those is not Mario Kart, right? Um, I, I think that we I, personally, I feel like we've passed a threshold. Like, yeah, there's sales, but like. I think it was Justin said a few, you know, a, a little bit ago, you know, with with the Mario Kart uh, being bundled with the old Switch, you know, with the old one that did, that has the old battery and the old Joy-Con configuration, the old housing and different things like that. How many of those are, you know, how many of those five point whatever million sales of Mario Kart this quarter uh, are are from those bundles? You know, have we seen a home console with two Mario Karts? I don't no. think so. I mean, this is a port, but... Yeah, I mean, technically, I don't think you could call this a console-exclusive Mario Kart, right? Yeah. At this point. So I, I I still think that Mario Kart 9's out there. I think at this point, if we were to get yeah. DLC, we would have at least had one pack. Yeah. At yeah, least Josh, one. Josh says something in the chat that I agree with. It says, they still pay the Mario Kart team to come into work every day, so I would imagine they are making it a Mario Kart 9 on Switch. I think one is in development, but they can make it and squat on it as long as they need to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if one of these years when they know they'd have a, a weaker year, do you know what I mean? And, and their sales are not going to be great from a, a software perspective. It's just like, oh, and by the way, here you go. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because you know you're gonna you're gonna just make bank with that. So I think it's I think it's sitting on it for a while. I don't think we're gonna see Mario Kart Nine until near the end of the cycle potentially. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. But you know what we are gonna see. I was we're like, how are we say how are we segueing? <laughs> you know what we are gonna see. We're gonna see it in February. We're gonna see all of our Pokemon friends. Good Once idol. again, at our Pokemon <laughs> Home. This Good week, night, Nintendo uh, released details about Pokemon Home uh, to an official website uh, talking about which games are compatible, what you're going to be able to do with it. And so for this segment, we're going to turn it over to world-class Pokemon hunter extraordinaire mm-hmm. and uh, guru of all things Pokemon, Jesse Waldeck. Jesse Give us oh, the uh, that's outline. Strong give words. Us, but give us, yeah. give us the uh, give us Cold the lowdown. Uh, yeah, give us give us the, the the lowdown that we need to know on Pokemon Home. Okay. Yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking at what I typed, and I'm like, I can't believe I got that many notes out of the three three pages of, of the website. But uh, <laughs> so uh, Pokemon Home uh, will be released sometime next month. They didn't say exactly when. Uh, the games that are compatible, um, compatible with all mainline games going back to Gen Six, which is X and Y, and and then end up, Pokemon, they'll all have compatibility at launch. Pokemon Go will have compatibility in the future, but not right away. Uh, Poke- Pokemon that can be can be moved from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee to home, and then to another Eevee or Pikachu game. So you can go from Let's Go to Let's Go through home. 
But if you put a Pokemon, well, if you have a Pokemon from Let's Go, put it in the home and put it in the Sword of Shield, then it can't go back to Let's Go. Once it's in Sword of Shield, it's stuck there. It can still go back and forth between home and Sword and Shield again, but once it hits Sword and Shield, you can't go back. And then anything from a 3DS game, for everything on 3DS, they still have the Pokemon Transporter that transfers it to bank. And then so you have to do that, send it from bank to home, and then you can go from home to Sword and Shield. And then, so anything out of 3DS and anything out of Go or one-way trips, they can't go back to their original games. And then a, a side note, 3DS transfers require a premium pass to access. We'll get more into that shortly. And they mentioned there's a new ways to trade. Well, a Wonder Box works like Wonder Trade in previous games where you send a random Pokemon out and you receive a random Pokemon from a random guy. No idea what, You'll have no idea what you're going to get until you get it. So, so with Wonder Box, you can send multiples out at the same time and receive multiples. And with the Platinum Path, with a premium plan, you'll be able to send, to do more at once. We'll get, we'll get into the details of those numbers shortly. Something they call the GTS, I presume, Global Trade System, but they never said. Uh, you can specify which Pokemon you want to send and what you want to receive, and it'll try to matchmake someone else who wa wants the other end of the deal. I think I've seen something similar to that in other games, but I've never used it because people were asking for ridiculous things. Like, I want a Zygarde for my Pikachu. Like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> so, that that's part of it. There's a room trade. So, people with a premium plan can set up a room where you can invite 19 others, so a total of 20 people, in. That at that point, it's like Blind Santa. Yeah, everyone throws a Pokemon in and you get a random one back from the pool. You don't know what you're going to get until you get it. But it will be within your circle. So you, you need the premium plan to create the room, but you don't have to have one to join one. Can I can I ask a question up here in the chat? I want to bring to your attention, Jesse, that maybe you've answered this or maybe it'll help. Sure. Sean Abbott asks, uh, premium pass to allow you to bring your childhood Pokemon to the Switch? If he means if they're on a 3DS, then yes. You, you have okay. to have a premium pass to get them off of 3DS. Uh, okay. I think you can, you can, well, you can get them from 3DS into bank from Transporter, but you can't get them from Transporter into home without the premium plan. So that, that's mo at least my understanding. Okay. And then finally, there's a friend trade. You're able to create a, a, a friends list and you can just do trades similar to what you can do in game. The caveat is you have to be 16 years or older to manage a friends list. Okay. Which is kind of a weird age. I would have expected it to be 13, but maybe it's more of a Japan rule than a, a United States rule. Sure. <laughs> and a couple things about the about the Pokemon Home, I guess, to, to kind of make sure that everyone's aware of it. I think, Jess, you talked a little bit about this. There is two versions. There is a basic version, which is free. <clears throat> and there is the paid version now, or the premium version. Now, the premium version for one month, and this is in USD, is two ninety nine for a three month or ninety day. It's four ninety nine, and then for the twelve month, it is fifteen ninety nine. Uh, so there, so there is a little bit of subscription service they are asking you to do there as well. Um, yeah, I don't know, Jesse. What else? 
Yeah, so some of, more Which, of, the, some of the details that I hinted on. So if you are a premium plan member, you can move Pokemon out of bank, which is you know what we just talked about, you know, getting it out of your 3DS into home. The number of Pokemon you can deposit in, into home. For the free, free version, you can deposit 30, but with the paid model, you can go up to 6,000. In the Wonder Box, if you're if you're on the free plan, you can trade three at a time. But if you're on the premium plan, you can trade up to ten. And GTS trades increases from one on the free plan up to three. And then you're able to host a trade room, like I said already. And then you'll have access to judge functionality, which is similar to like the judge feature in recent post-game content where you can see the hidden stats. That, that, that'll also be available and with, with the premium plan. And also with, with Home, I believe it's available for free people as well. I didn't specify. They'll, they'll have a mystery gift thing. So, you, uh, so like with a code... You know, in previous games, you, you get a code from GameStop and you get get a legendary into your game. Well, this one lets you get, a, you can enter in a code or an internet uh, connection during certain times and just get the Pokemon into your home without without having the game. You just have it in the home. So, Patrick, uh, Pokemon Home, what are your thoughts on this thing? Um, I probably won't be using it, but I mean, the, the free version's cool. I mean, it, I don't really know why you would pay for it. I mean, the, the 30 Pokemon to 6,000 is definitely the, the only number that stands out. Um, pricing structure's interesting. I think, uh, what was it? Pokemon box was, I think five a year, five a year. Yeah. So it is a bit of a price jump. Um, I mean, if you're hardcore into Pokemon, I think this is worth it. It's a no brainer. It's like a, what, a dollar, a little over a dollar a month. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I could be wrong, but like the free version seems tempting enough. I mean, I don't know why you would yeah. kind of go with that, but yeah, again, for, yeah, for the hardcore people who want the living decks in their home, obviously they're going to want to do this and keep, keep it maintained. But yeah. I think what, if most of the people only would want this to help transfer games, Pokemon from one game to another. Yeah. And if, if it's transferring it. Because right now, if I have Sword and Shield installed on the same Switch, I can't trade. But through home, I can do that. Mm -hmm. So I can do up to 30 at a time for free. And the other part of it as well is that Pokemon Go is not yet compatible with Pokemon Home. It is coming soon. Um, so there's another stream of, of ways you could be collecting the decks and your Pokemon as well. So there is a, kind of some bit of a caveat there. Yeah. So, so I think most people will either just use the free plan to trade Pokemon around or maybe just buy one month as they need it. Yeah, I was seeing some people here in our chat were saying the same thing. Like, hey, I'll, I'll use, I'll get the one month free or you get a month free to, and with a premium membership. See, and see, The way I know. understood it. Is I don't think you get the first month free when you buy a premium membership. I think the first month is free, period. Use it mm. or not, come March, you're, it's gone. That's the way I mm. – I could have misunderstood it, but that's the way I, I – That's I, the way I read it too. That's the way I read it. Yeah. So it's yeah, free for everyone the first month? Yes. That's my understanding. Oh. Yeah, they're trying to lure you in. They're trying to, to bait yeah. you. 
Yeah, this so, is this so, is the same idea as the uh, gold subscription to Mario Kart on your mobile, right? right. Get a month free and just please don't forget to unsubscribe. <laughs> Here's something that I'm wondering uh, in all of this, right? So uh, an average Nintendo Switch user who also really loves Pokemon is now going to be spending $20 a year for uh, the Nintendo Switch online subscription, right? Yep. Okay, and Pokemon Home is, if they go all in, is fifteen ninety nine a year? Yep. So yeah, sixteen. Well, so now we're up to thirty six. Part of me wonders if Nintendo's strategy in online has not been this from the beginning. That they knew that this was coming down the pike eventually, because again, titles don't just pop up overnight. You know, they don't just they don't just plan in February, hey, we're going to have a new Pokemon game out this November. Now, here's all the features that are going to be on it. These are years in the making, right? Uh, it, Sakurai has said for uh, several times on occasion, when work began on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, we know that Luigi's Mansion, that they had that up and running on the Wii U. It was originally intended for the Wii U. Um, <clears throat> so... It makes me wonder if along the line they've said, hey, instead of like putting all of this in one big pile and having all of these features like Xbox and like PlayStation, if we have it broken up, where if you want retro games and online gameplay, get Nintendo Switch online. If you want it, then you can a la carte everything else, right? To your heart's content. And that way they can make it more appealing to subscribers. Or. Did they just not think about it and now they're adding another service? <laughs> I think we should price out the full experience of Sword and Shield. <laughs> this might be the most expensive game on the Switch. Yeah, you got the two right. versions, $60 each. The two DLCs, would you have to spend $30, $30 on each, right? So there's 90 so at 180 And then the Pokemon Home, Switch Online. So we're at uh, $2,215, $216. <laughs> And then Pokemon Home. Yeah, there you go. Look, it's still not as expensive as Super Smash Brothers Ultimate with Nintendo Switch Online subscription and That's all true. Amiibo. Seventy five cents each. Yeah. Just saying. That's true. Just saying. Still not as expensive as launch day Starlink. Oh. oh shit! Oh my god! This is mean. This is mean. Wow, right. that was... But well, more expensive than Black Friday's <laughs> Starlink with buy this game and we'll give you a box full of these plastic ships. Yeah, here's, here's $10. Could you take this from us, please? Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> we'll pay you to come in our store and pick out all the ones you want. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is kind of the news yeah, for absolutely. the... Uh, for the. But let's just do some other really quick piece of information that you may want to know about regarding Nintendo for the week. Some game release updates you should be aware of. The Dark Crystal's Age of Resistance Tactics, which was originally released or announced at E3 2019, has a release date of February 4th. Super Smash Brothers Fell Ultimate Fighter Pass Volume 2 is now available for $29.99. So you also... Uh, Byleth is now available as well as also as well as Cuphead and some of those other me skins. Uh, today, the Outer Wilds finally got its release date uh, on the Worlds. Nintendo Switch, and oh, that Worlds. is March. Outer Worlds, I apologize, Outer Worlds, and that is March 6th. However, it is digital only. 
Now uh, you can so that, well, now you can buy it physically. You just get an empty no, box. You, yeah, you buy a physical box. It's got a digital code. There's no cartridge. This is, very, is very just. An, I actually had one of our fans <laughs> of the show ask us this on Twitter, or ask me this actually via Facebook Messenger. Why do they do this? Why do they sell a physical box with a download card? And this was the question. He said, "Is Michael Bergen?" He, Michael Bergen said, "This doesn't make a lot of sense to me." Yeah. Um, why do they do this? And I, I kind of re- replied, well, it's it's for a physical presence in the store because the eShop does get crowded. But but his counter to that was, does it all not fit on the card? Can it not run unless it's downloadable? Help, fill us in here for those of us who don't. Yeah, well, well I, mean, I, I, don't I have a short answer, but I'll let Justin go first. I think there's probably a couple of strategies here, right? I do think, to your point, you know, actual retail space to remind people it's there. Right, that's a great thing. Uh, we do know that the you know there's a collectorism part of it as well, so people want their case for a game, right? We know there's a market for that, and the other part of it for especially for like a digital code is that like a digital code is a lot cheaper than a cartridge, right? For them to be to, to be able to do so, the fact that they're not putting on cartridge actually gives me a little bit of pause. Of do they believe that they are a couple things here actually. Uh, do they believe that this game is as good as they want it to be? Like they have faith in it. Um, so that's question number one I would have in it. So why are they not investing in cartridge? Two, is a game too big that it's not investing in cartridge? Three, were the profitability sales from the PlayStation 4 and Xbox Ones lower than anticipated? So they're looking to use cost-saving measures. And to do cost-saving me- measures, they're not investing in potential cartridges and therefore going to a digital digital infrastructure only. So there's a lot of kind of questions about that. Um, I was excited to be able to get this game potentially as a cartridge. I'm not a big fan of digital only. Um, but that's just my, my commentary. Patrick, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you think of this? Yeah, I felt dirty when I bought uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. <laughs> it was just, sure. Just a case. Um, it makes sense. I mean, it is a very, very crowded eShop. Um, I hope they do an update soon. But yeah, I think this – it's it's more what you said. It's like do they have faith in this product? Um, but I mean you look at The Witcher and it's like people do you know, commend that company for putting it all on there. So it's a bummer. Um but, you know, at least it's on Switch and it's running. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. Look, we'll see when it comes out in March. Yeah. Whether it's running yeah, properly or not, right? We know they can make a 32 gig cart. We don't know how much that costs times hundreds of thousands of units needed to reproduce. So definitely a yeah. cost saving measure. And also part of little going off of what something Justin said, you know, definitely, you know, they have to have a minimum order when they have order carts to be printed. I wonder if the minimum order is less if all they want is a box. So if they aren't willing to go all in yet on and just want a smaller run, then this is a way to do it. And yeah. if they need to do a second run later, sure, they can do a second run later. Maybe that might include the cart. We don't know. This is a bit, this is a bit of a challenging space for them, right? Because and we talked a little bit about the importance of day and date, I think, for Nintendo Switch. Um, this was, I think, originally listed as day and date, or at least it was leaning that way, but they hadn't put a firm date on it. And then obviously uh, it came out to the other consoles the end of October, and this gets moved six months later, right? So the conversation around the game has moved on. Do you know what I mean? And the reviews are still fresh. 
that people can kind of go back and look at them and determine whether they want to do it. Now, that could be for good or for bad. Now, it did get a fair bit of uh, nominations at like the Video Game Awards and did have some critical buzz around it. So that could definitely, definitely help it. But I think it's also entering a time and space that's relatively crowded. Right. Especially as we think of games like Doom that's coming out, Animal Crossing that's coming out in that time. So it's a little bit of this weird, like, it'll be interesting to watch how this performs. I think something like The Witcher, where The Witcher is two or three years past when it was on the other consoles, that moment, that beat, that conversation is far enough gone. And they've come back and said, well, this is the definitive edition and you get all these things. You understand the value add. Right. But when you're only six months away from that time period, it feels like it was just. It reminds me of like uh, Watch Dogs, right? Like when Ubisoft put that out on Xbox and PlayStation, they're like, "Sure, look it. We'll send you, we'll send you Watch Dogs to the Nintendo Wii U in a while, and eventually showed up." And everyone's like, "This is horrible, right? Like this yeah, is but, a really bad idea." Now, but here's the thing: let's let let's not compare it too much to that, because Watch Dogs was literally years later, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Watchdogs was I completely out, forgot that though. Like, we had a Watchdogs completely for out yeah. of the public sphere of influence. Period yeah. on any system when it released for the Switch. At least people are still talking about Outer Worlds, right? Yeah, like yeah. people still. Uh, I mean, t- to me, this would be like I know you're big on this, and uh, this would be like releasing Sea of Thieves on the Switch right now. Who cares? Sure. Who cares? Yeah. Like I know that's your prediction, but at, at this point, like. Is anybody even still playing that game? Uh, Is it, you know, it's not, uh, this is still something that you see pop up. And again, like you said, the game awards, that's it, it, it did, you know, get a little bit of buzz there. Do I think it should be $60 on the switch? No, we, we don't have a price for it yet. Do we? I think it's, it's out there. I would assume it's 60. Yeah. Is it okay? Cause I, I, we also don't have a size for gigabytes yet. I don't think either do we? No, probably we probably won't until it's available for pre-purchase. Now we are getting the sixty-four carts, the sixty-four gig carts later this year, right? Yeah, I think it's this year. Yeah, you know, I I, I actually do apologize. I do see it here. It will cost uh, fifty-nine ninety-nine. So you're correct. Yeah, mm. the game will ship with a box code available via the eShop. It will cost sixty bucks USD. And the box yeah, also right. has that really ugly banner across the top that's, of it. That's, yeah. Fortnite did the same, Overwatch did the same, right? So yeah, but I mean, guys, like I don't think this should surprise us too much. This is the the same from the same system where we got Tetris ninety nine as a physical release. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But much smaller game. <laughs> much smaller game. Absolutely. Like I, yeah. I get it. Here's an example of Overkill. Remember, you know, I, I think I mentioned before years ago the the on the Wii. They had a disc print of the, the Super Mario. I don't remember the name now. It was All Stars. Uh, yeah, All Stars. That came on a disc. That should have just been WiiWare or or Virtual Console, but they wanted it on a disc so it, it can pack in other stuff and charge thirty bucks for it. And mm-hmm. right. The, and and only make it's, five of them so that they could get marked up on eBay to a hundred dollars. And it's literally a thirty me- thirty megs on the disc. Thirty megs. They did that with uh, was it Tetris Party or something like that? Yeah. On the Wii. Yeah. Yeah, they have a bad habit of of doing stuff like that. They don't do it as much anymore. We don't see that with the Switch, but. And then you know you've got people calling for stuff like that, like release the uh, release the virtual console or release the NES Classic on carts. <laughs> and you know what? People would find a way to complain 
uh, about that just as much. Uh, also, just a little uh, little bit of information here. Uh, the Intellivision Amico that Jesse has talked about on the show uh, prior uh, and hasn't really talked about in a while because it kind of went radio silent for a while. It had its first run of pre-orders uh, available this week. 2,600 units were made available to pre-order for $300 each. Oof. You can also uh, use that money and get yourself an Animal Crossing Switch. Yeah, but <laughs> it's funny, uh, you, they use, sold it's out funny in- you use the word oof. That's a completely different, related, unrelated, but partially related story, but I, w- I won't get into that here. Uh, okay. Six six hours uh, was what it required uh, to sell out. If you bought uh, one of these $100 down, you pay the remaining uh, in October. You got a signed and numbered vintage wood grain Amico system with five games $50 golden ticket uh, gift card for the Amico digital store that's actually uh, kind of an Amiibo in and of itself. You tap the card and it adds the money to your store. Yep. A founder's patch and pen, a lenticular poster of the running man, and probably the most interesting thing in the whole thing to me, uh, digital downloads of the Earthworm Jim soundtrack <laughs> and Tommy Tallarico's music. Um Jesse, you got one of these, did you not? I definitely did. And I must say, it was the easiest pre-order experience I've ever had. Literally, I two clicks and I was done. Because I I paid through my PayPal credit account, which I already had established. And it got my name and address from the account to backfill it into the order. So I didn't have to fill out anything. Just click, click, done. Wow. I wish great. all pre-orders did that. And that not... kind of defeats the purpose well, that... of the uh, pre-order. The last, well, the last, th- last time my daughter asked me to get some, uh, get something from her on a on a different website on on launch time, you know, the store hangs up, the servers get overloaded, you, you get something in your cart, and when you want to check out, it says always oh, sold out. You know, nothing but problems, but this was two clicks done. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So it this version did cost three hundred dollars. The, the 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 normal unit when it comes to retail I think will be two hundred dollars. So the you know this this has the fifty dollars gift card which is part of that plus the other fifty dollars goes into some of the other extras, and, and so I, I was okay. With, I'm okay with paying the three hundred dollars for this. All right. Well, and, and I, I don't know. Launches, if, does this launch in October or is it a later date? Yeah, the, the global uh, the launch for the regular units are is October tenth, twenty twenty, and the, I, I think Tommy is trying to get the Founders Edition released a little early for those twenty six hundred people who was able to sign up. Well, hopefully he does a better job of getting those founder packs out uh, than uh, they did getting Mighty Number no. Nine into the hands of backers beforehand. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, so this is definitely something I plan on doing an unboxing for and doing. Yeah, uh, it's it's been about it's for. been about six years, and I'm still bitter. Still hurts. <laughs> still hurts. Uh, well, we'll look forward to those, and I know you'll you'll post about them and everything, guys. Let's move into a little bit of fun discussion time tonight, let's shall we? It. All right, so uh, for those of you who are uh, patrons of the show, you know that for the past few weeks, we've been trying something new over at uh, our Patreon. We've been allowing you to uh, vote for the topics on the show that we discuss. It's not necessarily that 
yeah, it's a way for you to influence the show, but uh, it's not necessarily that we won't talk about less voted topics, but we will definitely give more consideration to highly voted topics. And this week, we had a topic on our poll that was the probably the, the most voted topic we've had since we started doing votes. And so here it is, guys. I'm going to give you a few minutes to, to talk about this and think about it. Let's chew on it together. Here is the topic. Uh, which unused IP should Nintendo revive at this year's E3? Mm. All right. And so to, to give you some time to think, uh, Tim, who could not be with us tonight, went into the dock and he left his... And he says this, I say Excite Truck. Where is Excite Truck 2? Wow. That's a throwback. It is a throwback. <laughs> that was a launch game. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the week. Uh, and so as you're thinking here, let me let me kind of couch this in some some terms, I guess. When we say unused or dormant Nintendo IP. We, we're looking for something. It uh, it can have a, an homage, you know, kind of like Advance Wars has had an homage with Wargroove or F-Zero has had an homage with Fast Racing uh, RMX and different things like that. Uh, so as you think about those, uh, you, you've got those, but you can also have some that maybe have seen some, uh, you know, modern iterations, uh, Punch Out is one of those that I think of. We last saw that on the Wii. Um, and so we're just going to kind of go around the horn here and talk about this. And for those of you who are watching live, you know, as we stream this or are listening later, we would love to hear your thoughts on this as well. You can put it in the chat there or you can hit us up on Facebook or or Twitter or our Patreon, Discord, wherever. I would love to know what yours is. So, Patrick, we're going to start with you. This is Nintendo Dad's tradition. We go to guest first. Okay. So, your unused Nintendo IP that you believe they should revive at this year's E3 is Captain Falcon F Zero. Um, so, me and Bobby actually had this topic, uh, and this was my proposed thing. Okay. So, F Zero Grand Prix. So it turns out that the Star Fox rumor was actually F-Zero. And uh, <laughs> now I said this. I said this to him. I, I think it should be a free game. Um, it comes with the online Nintendo Switch Online. You know, give that a little bump. Because um, I feel like Tetris 99 did great with that. So F-Zero Grand Prix, completely free. The big, the big mode in this is 50-person races. And it's kind of like a tournament style. You go to the next round and stuff like that. Um I think the Switch can handle it. I mean, I recently uh, played the F-Zero on the N64 for the first time, like, a few months ago. And that is a crisp 60 frames per second. There's, like, 30 ships on the screen. I think this could happen. Um, I just don't know what the interest level in Captain so Falcon is. In, so instead of Tetris 99, we're, F, we're F-Zero 50? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go crazy and say F-Zero 100, but... Yeah, see, you saying that about Captain Falcon... Uh, I think that the, it, that they could do this very easily if they did not try to focus so much on the characters at first. Yeah. Like build the brand of F-Zero back first and then worry about the lore or whatever, you know, like let, let people ask for that. And then when they ask, give it to them. Right. Yeah. Uh, start. 
And and I mean, I could totally see like them running a, a a version of the Maximus Cup or whatever, and allowing you to like, if you score a hundred points or five hundred points, you get a car permanently, you know, or you get a new you get a new character permanently, uh, get a new unlock a new, and you can pay to unlock different tracks or different music or whatever. Maybe maybe even pay to unlock themes, like you could have it look like the old sixteen bit F zero, something like that. Like I love that idea. And then mainly because I, I really want to see another F-Zero game. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But And uh, I, the, the chat is my new marketing team because they said F-Zero stands for 5-0. That's genius. I didn't even think of that. Nice. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. And you can, you can monetize. You could, you could sell like R-Wing skins, Animal Crossing skins. I mean, it's, it's really endless. But Imagine I, Mario Kart in the B-Dasher. <laughs> Mario's sitting at the B-Dasher, and he's going up against... Oh, my God. Come on. I feel like there's still interest there. Are you going to get a a baby pink gold peach in a buggy? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. You know, never mind. Anyway, uh, I love that idea. Justin, what about you, man? Nintendo Uh, unused IP... I'm going to agree with uh, third strongest mole and say Kid Icarus. Yes. Kid Icarus is sitting around doing nothing, just flopping his wings for the last, like, forever. So I think I think that'd be an interesting one to go back to. Okay. I think the difference between the last game and now is still not as much as it was between the second and the third games. No, for sure. 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 So are you, like, for Kid Icarus, are you talking paid game? Like, that? it's a real, like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy it? Oh, game. yeah, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I put you, I put it in, like, a Metroidvania style, kind of like. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, I'm presuming you want a game that does not require a kickstand. No, it should not be that difficult. <laughs> it should not be that difficult. <laughs> It shouldn't, but you know it will be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse, just, what just keep Sakurai away from it. Um, I, I was saying, thinking, uh, I don't remember if we ever had any in North America or one of them might have come out here, but uh, we want to. I want to see another game where the main character is Tingle. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, Move yeah. along, Jesse. Move <laughs> along. <laughs> So what kind of game is that? Well, well, kind of dating simulator. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of imagining kind of like like an action, like a collectathon type of platforming. Kind of you know, kind of generic, but you know, again, I, I, I've seen what pictures of what some of the other Tingle games were, and some of them were pretty weird. So I kind of want to see. Some of that weirdness, you know, and I know, you know, like, I know a lot. People are reluctant to release the Japanese-centric games in North America. You know, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is a good example of of one that I think works well. Of course, I also watch a lot of anime, and I'm and I'm used to this culture. A lot of people aren't. So, but uh, seeing just some of that Japan weirdness in more games, no matter what the genre is, I'm I'm in favor for. Okay. All right. So I have two. And uh, one of them I don't have an idea for, but the next one I do have an idea for. So we'll go to the one that I don't have an idea for to begin with. And that is, I want to see Nintendo revive Kung Fu. 
Wow. It is one of my favorite NES games of all time. That's so weird. Bobby said the same thing. (laughs) I love the music. I love the whole aesthetic. I know. I get it. It's, you know, if they would have to massage it a little bit for, for today's culture, I get it. But guys, imagine if Nintendo made uh, a, like a real beat em up and they took it seriously, right? Like if it like by today's standards, if they, if they brought it into the 3D world and they they made this this kung fu style beat em up and they like really went all in with it. So you want How another Mortal awesome. Kombat 11? No, I'm not talking about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I'm talking about like like mashup kung fu and Final Fight and Streets of Rage and put a Nintendo spin on it. Like a twenty dollar eShop game, you're thinking? Yes. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Urban Champion? eShop exclusive. <laughs> hey, if it gets if it gets that kind of thing back, let's let's think out of the box here a little bit. You don't have to make Mario, Zelda, Star Fox, Metroid all the time. Go back to some of those old, you know, old school NES games. Mario, the Mario other one, RPG. Yeah, I'm looking oh, in the that's chat. A fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking in the chat. Uh, mole mole playing off of what I said, Tingle's Rosier Rupee Land. Rosier. Okay. Um, he also asks, does a true Paper Mario franchise count as dormant? Okay. I'd say, yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah, but if you listen back on last week's show, maybe it's not going to be dormant much longer. Right. Ian, and Ian, Ian has my favorite answer. <laughs> what is it? Let's get a crossover of Pokemon Snap and Fatal Frame. <laughs> yeah. Ian, Ian also mentions out Golden Sun as well. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yes. Okay, so here is mine that I actually have an idea for. Here it is. You ready for this? Chibi Robo Home. All right. So follow me here. Chibi Robo Home would be a game where you play as Chibi Robo, accomplishing, like going around the house and making sure that all of the things, like it would be like a quest game. Like, you know, little little things, maybe and you would just play it a little bit every day. But like in my mind, I'm thinking like you take over the Roomba and you help it run and you and you vacuum up stuff, you know, or you chase bugs with the Roomba or you, you know, because he's got that plug, you know, that you throw in like you would have to go charge up and then you would have to have enough electricity to make the task happen or, oh, no, the TV's wrong. So Chibi Robo plugs into it and it pulls you into the TV and he figures out what's wrong and he fixes it inside there you know and like i just think that's one of the most neglected nintendo characters because they always bring the games out when they don't matter yeah that that, the last game they put out was kind of disappointing it was it was it was not great but it had some cool mechanics too like it had some great ideas so you you said chibi robo home so did this cost 15.99 a year (laughs) it's a subscription (laughs) service you subscribe to Chibi Robo, they drop one of, one of them off at your house. Or if you want to go the opposite route and you want to go the fatal frame route like Pokemon, it's Chibi Robo, except at night he goes around and murders your family. <laughs> oh, yeah, dark twist. <laughs> I like it. Chibi Robo, the Jack the Ripper version. <laughs> Chibi Robo takes over your home. One yeah. family member at a time. Chibi Robo as like uh, Friday, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. Right? Your home, on your home That's, security system. Oh, my. Best seller. There you go. 
There you go. So we would love to hear some more of your Nintendo IP that should be revived at this year's E3. Um, just tweet us, email us, uh, shoot us a message on Discord or right here in the chat. We would love to talk about some of those. But let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing, shall we? Do it. All right, Patrick, what you been playing? Been playing a couple things. Uh, so actually, a game that came out today, Scalboy. I've been playing that. Um, not quite done. I think it's like a six to eight hour story. I heard ten to twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, now maybe I will say this. Maybe Patrick's just better than you. <laughs> yeah, right. I would probably say that. Yeah, that sounds he about probably right. is. It's, it's a fun it's game. I actually played it last year at PAX East. I met like the whole crew and stuff. They're really great. Um, but there is some frame rate issues, mainly in the beginning. Big frame rate issues. Yeah, like I, I don't think single digits, but it's pretty bad. Uh, but he did reach out to me and said that they are working on a patch. Um, it's not available today, but it is coming out soon. And he actually sent me like two switches running, you know, the different versions. And it's it's a big difference. So okay uh and you know for those of you who don't know it's like a paper mario meets zelda so it's really fun you can like once you defeat enemies you can like switch body parts and stuff uh and they all have different effects so i've been playing that and also been playing uh bad north it's a strategy game came out a while ago but Mm -hmm. just picked that up and it's really really fun and uh, of course you know fortnite always the matches in fortnite and stuff but (laughs) yes Bad North is one that's really easy to get to lose a, a, a lot of time to. It's like I'll just play one one match, and then you you well, you get further than you ever have, and you're like, oh, I gotta keep going. Three yeah, hours. I gotta later. see what's next. So I am playing that on the Xbox because that's on Game Pass. But I would rather have the Switch version because the touchscreen. I'd rather be playing it like that. But it's really fun. I made it to the next to last island once. It's tough. It is very tough. And I was, but like, it was one of those moments where it's like, oh, I overextended myself. And that's, you know, that's why I'm not doing well here. I'm glad you're enjoying Skullboy. I've been playing that one as well. Did a, did a review for it, uh, or a let's play for it over on our YouTube channel. And, uh, I, I totally agree with the Paper Mario vibe. Like Mm -hmm. that's, it's really cool. And, and uh, like, I love the music. Oh yeah. It's really good. I like the camera as well for an indie game. It's dynamic cameras and stuff. I like it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's the thing to mention here too, is like that, that like the frame rate issue is because they're trying some really creative things with the camera. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not just because they're lazy. It's, it's like you, you could tell that from playing the game. They're not lazy, but I mean like the, uh, they're, they're trying some neat things uh, Mm -hmm. with scaling and rotation and different stuff like that. It's just the, the patch will be a whole lot better. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin, what you been playing? Uh, I had an opportunity to travel for work. And I love traveling for work because then I just sit on an airplane and I play my Switch for the entire time. <laughs> and so I played a schwackload more of Ori and the Blind Forest. And nice. I so, so, so love that game. Uh, I was My flight uh, to Toronto was four hours from Calgary. And I, and I, and I literally – like I plugged the system into the power port and I'm just playing along. Right. So I'm not going to lose power. It's great. 
I had my headset, my headphones on. Right. Thank you again to uh, to Steel Series because like I, they were just like I, all I could hear was the music was great, but to the point that like the air stewardess was tapping me in the shoulder, and it was like, "Do you want anything?" <laughs> like, no, I'm good. Uh, but I finished playing after my four hours, and has anyone ever done this? Your thumb hurts. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not just talking like my tip, my thumb, like all the way down, like my hand. Like, I was like, I think I just got arthritis from Ori. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm absolutely loving Ori. Like, I'm, yeah, everything about that makes me happy. My hope, I know it's going gold. I know it's going to Xbox. Please, please. I think it's Mooncrest as a developer. Please find a way to bring this to the Switch or the, the Willow and the Wisp one. Please, please, please. That's, I'm so, I love Ori. I'm in love with every moment of it. It's just amazing. And some Fortnite. I've been playing more Fortnite, right? Because that's yeah. sure look at us, what everyone does. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, speaking of Fortnite, just a little side note here that season uh, two of chapter two is beginning on February 20th. And uh, they are going to be uh, doing a, a pretty major update. They're moving it to the Unreal Engine Chaos um, physics engine. Hmm. Do we really understand what that means? Does any of us? I think what it means is it's going to look better on Xbox and PlayStation and not really on the Nintendo Switch. That sounds about right. (laughs) But as long as it's still fun, (laughs) my son, I want to say this about Fortnite. Like he's way more into it than I am. I enjoy playing it. Uh, But like I've got the battle pass and I'm like maybe, you know, level 38 or 40 because I'm playing other games too. He bought the battle pass around Christmas because he got uh, like fifty or five thousand V bucks mm-hmm. um, from from my parents, and he bought the battle pass and he bought like um, a skin, like he bought like the Sith Trooper skin or something. He really liked that, and he still got a bunch left. But anyway, he has done. He has gone through all one hundred levels. Like he is, he has earned everything you can squeeze out of the battle pass. Wow. Nice is to me is is pretty amazing like mm-hmm. I, I, I was blown away i was like i just have the little sludge guy like i i was so excited <laughs> and i was like hey 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 son i got the i got the blue sludge guy and he's like yeah dad i got him about a month ago yeah <laughs> i'm in deep on it marty like i'm my i'm on i my level is 223 oh wow i have wow. completed my battle pass twice over and I'm on like the like the far end challenges where it's like third skin variant stuff now. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, like it's, it's 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 a. I don't know whether that's good for me or not. I here's the deal. I, I bought I bought the Kylo Ren skin. There's no shame in that game. I like yep. Kylo Ren. Uh, Rise of the Skywalker cemented him as my favorite character from that trilogy. So now I just I'm Kylo Ren all the time. Like I'm I just you know nothing wrong with that. Actually, if you wanted to, you could call him Matt the Radar Tech, but um, that's... Uh, I sure look at cheese now. That's, that's cool, too. Jesse, what have you been playing? Okay, so I'm continuing my playthrough of Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE Encore. Um, and I think I'm just finishing up... No, I'm like midway through Chapter 5. Uh, but chapter 5, things... Doesn't really get grindy isn't the right word, but it's a lot of backtracking and it's a, kind of a lot of fetch questy stuff going on in that chapter. But I think there's six chapters total, so I'm kind of getting near the end. I'm trying to do all the side quests as they open up, so it's kind of taking my time. Like in as I mentioned last week, between chapters there's an intermission where there's no story. It's just time to get side quests done. But between the time where I where I ended chapter four and started chapter five, 
I put seven hours in, just questing. And so there's still a lot of th- a lot of stuff to, for you to do in there. So um, probably will be. I expect it to be finished with that finished with that game by the end of next week. I hope if I can get the time in that I want to get in. And I, I'm also planning on trying to do uh, like a YouTube video, kind of showcasing what the new features of the Switch that wasn't in the Wii U. I may have to go back to the Wii U version just to remind myself what wasn't in there. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. some things I'm like, I don't remember if that was in the real game or not, or the, the original game or not. So, but I, so I've got homework to do for myself for that. Then I, I just started uh, this. This game came out yesterday, but came out this morning. But I played it last night because I had a, a review copy of Aviary Attorney Definitive Edition. It's uh, think a uh, Phoenix Wright with anthropomorphic characters. You, you, are the two characters you control are birds, and uh, it's the gameplay is Phoenix Wright. It's you know you do you do the exact same stuff. You pick through testimony and c- compare it with what what you have in your evidence box and try to find what doesn't what doesn't match up. And I I've played through the first act. It's it's and you know that's. That's already that's out on the YouTube channel. I, I streamed it there, and they threw a twist at me right at the end of Act One. Uh, I wasn't expecting it, something like that to come out at me that out of the gate. And what makes it even more more unfortunate is the automatic thumbnail that YouTube chose when that video posted. Pretty much spoils or almost spoils what that twist is. I'm like, oh, oh that's wow. a bad, bad choice. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm I'm honestly wondering what happens next if if they threw that twist out at me in in one act. Um, my understanding is that this act this game has four acts, and the the fourth act I think is split up into a few smaller pieces, similar to nice. like Ace Attorney. You know, the end of the game, you go to the, you have three or four court dates that gets interrupted and extended to the next day and you have more time for investigation. So that's, that's probably what Act 4 is, is doing. Mm. But other than that, I'm, and, I'm, I'm having fun with this so far. So if you're an Ace Attorney fan, check this out. There's, a, there's an Ace Attorney joke in there that if you've, if, if you've never played an Ace Attorney game, you're not going to get it. But if you've played them, <laughs> you'll know it as soon as you see it. Nice. nice. And you can and you can head to our YouTube channel. We've got actually two things. We've got Jesse's actual... Uh, Let's play footage that he's captured. And we've actually got a video review as well from one of our amazing content creators. So if Aviator Attorney Definitive uh, definitive Edition interests you, head over to our YouTube channel. We've got lots of coverage on it as well. Awesome. Uh, so I've been playing Scaleboy. Uh, I've already kind of talked about that with Patrick, and, and I definitely think it's one you should pick up. Uh, I'm also, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I am a hair's breadth away from finishing the main story of Pokemon Shield, uh, which will mean that I have finished my first ever Pokemon game ever. Yay! Like, I've played it all the way through uh, and I've loved every minute of it. I've really, like, I can't un- underscore, understate enough how much I really, really, really have enjoyed this game. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's it's made me uh, a fan. And so... And did, you, like, did you get the season pass then there, Marty? I have not yet. Okay. I am going to. I, I am going to go ahead and get the season pass because I do want to go ahead and expand the story out. Nice. Um, and and plus, because uh, 
Blastoise is one of my favorite Pokemon. So <laughs> okay, yeah. So Patrick, Patrick did uh, you finish it? You finished it, right? Yeah, I finished it. I'm gonna get the DLC as well. I haven't got it yet, um, and, but I love how it's like two different installments. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And were you sword or were you shield? I got shields. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Best doggo. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the uh, the the I have done the final boss. I get well, not the final final boss, but like the first part of the final boss one time, and he did defeated me because I have gone my entire game and not really trained up any fire type Pokemon. And fire type Pokemon are your friend in that final fight. Uh, and so, like that's, right now, that's I'm why Star Bunny is best bunny. Uh, well. <laughs> Sobble is best new Pokemon. So um, <laughs> he's carried me all the way through. Uh, and so like right now I've got, I just evolved um, Carcoal into the, like the, the, his final form, which mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, like it's like, it's like a bigger crate of coal. Coal, Coalzilla or something like that. I don't know that somebody's going to be like, <laughs> it's not Coalzilla. It's this. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, Wobbuffet. Uh, Wobble Puffet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, like I don't get it. I'm Wobble waiting for Jesse. Wobble Puffet. There it is. I don't know uh, what animal this is or what Pokemon this is. <laughs> it's it's actually it's a living pile of coal shaped like a dinosaur. So there you go. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, this It's just been a really fun game. Uh, the other game I've been playing is a game that we actually got a review copy for, and it's called It Came From Space and Ate Our Brains. And as and someone who has been an editor for a website, I really don't like how they worded that that name. I don't either. But because it's, I'm a, all, the only uppercase letter is in is it. Everything else is yeah. lowercase. Yeah, as an English minor in college, I, I just feel yeah. the but anyway, the game is way better than the title. Uh, in it, you play uh, one of four characters um, who basically get caught in the middle of an alien invasion in uh, on the Earth. And you start the game out with nothing but a flashlight. The stages are top-down. Um, it's, it's almost a top-down shooter like Zombies Ate My Neighbors, in a way. Uh, you're going to go through and you're going to like blow up boxes and find stuff. You're going to find upgrades. You're going to f- find cash to be able to buy new weapons. And all while fending off a never ceasing, always spawning army of aliens that are following you, trying to kill you. Uh, and so you can get everything from a pistol to a shotgun to a rocket launcher. I had all of the weapons by the time I made it through the first of six stages. Uh, and it's all kind of couched in between this. It's not bad, but it's not great either. But it's suitable, like techno kind of drum and bass soundtrack that kind of drives you as you play. Uh, it has four-player couch co-op, which I think is super good for a game like this. Uh, it does split screen. Uh, and it's available right now from uh, uh, on Nintendo Switch. Uh, came out on the 28th, and it is 15 bucks. So it has all of all of that. Uh, all in games is um, the publisher of this, and it's really cool. I really, uh, I think it's 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 because a lot of the stages are dark, and a lot of the light sourcing is real neon. Like your character kind of glows in this bluish neon way. The aliens all have this magenta hued neon out of their mouths and stuff, and the flashlight 
throws this really cool shadow around. It, the light sourcing in the game is really cool. I like. I immediately noticed that. Uh, and you can upgrade those weapons and and feel real powerful and feel real like you're really able to go take them on. But it's still challenging. Like I made it through the first stage by myself. Uh, but I like if it got had been much more than that, I don't know that I could have done it on my own. So nice. if you like twin stick shooters, it came from space and ate our brains. There you go. Nice. Uh, nice little pickup there. Well, that's what we've been playing. Uh, let's hit over to the community spotlight. Do it. This week, we're going to shine the community spotlight very brightly on Patrick McNamara, who is Talk on social medias. He is over with our good friend, the Nintendo guru, Bobby Pauls, on the Nintendo Talk uh, podcast. And he's also over on YouTube doing his thing over there. Uh, but, but Patrick, just take a few minutes here. This is your space to uh, basically promote yourself, uh, let our listeners know who you are, why you do what you do, and more importantly, where to find you and connect with you so they can see all this content you're producing. Yeah, so uh, I produce all my content over on YouTube.com slash Nintentalk. Um, a lot of what you guys do, some reviews, discussions, stuff like that. Um, I do have a podcast with uh, Bobby, like you said, uh, Nintendo Talk, which airs every single Wednesday on his channel. Uh, it's also available on iTunes and stuff like that. Uh, later this year, I will be going to Twitch to start streaming. Uh, I used to stream over on YouTube, but equipment equipment reasons, I have to get re-up on equipment. But uh, yeah, you can find me over on uh, YouTube and a plethora of stuff. So probably about like three or four uploads a week. So Awesome. Yeah. Um, so far, like what to you has been – the uh, the most challenging thing about creating content, and even more specifically, Nintendo content uh, on a regular basis. I think the biggest thing is like trying to stand out because there's so much Nintendo like and, and it's good Nintendo content too. It's not just like the amount. Um, just just finding the time and you know being creative and not sort of echoing other creators and you know really having a voice. Like I've been doing this since 2017. Uh, it's actually w- when I found you guys and, uh, you know, I've been having a lot of fun with it, been doing a different, different styles of videos and seeing what, what is stuck. But yeah, I think definitely just standing out and not, you know, echoing and having your own like personal opinion on things. So awesome. Yeah. Any kind of hopes and dreams for, uh, for what are you thinking we're going to see from Nintendo in 2020? Oh man. Uh, I've been on record for saying, I think we're going to see Odyssey two this year. I think that's the big holiday game. Um, I think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be pushed to next year. Um, that was I mean, my prediction. Yeah, I, I don't really <laughs> think that there's a, a reason to put it out this year or to, to rush it out in any way. Uh, but you never really know with Nintendo because it, it, it started as DLC. They're using the same engine. They're using the same map, it looks like. So could come out this year, but I, I'm leaning more towards Odyssey 2. Um, but I'm just hungry for that direct, man. I want to... I want to find out what's next. Do when when are you when are you taking a guess for? When are you thinking? Uh, I I mean I I thought it was going to be January, but uh, I think next month has to be, has to be. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and I, a little little bit of like uh, just for people's reference point. We when we had originally uh, reached out to Patrick, I had said 
we're really hoping for there's going to be a direct to the 30th. <laughs> so we're kind of pre pre uh, booking you to hopefully get you in there. So, but uh, this still worked out either which way. So we appreciate it. Yeah. At this point, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jesse. So I think last year, the, the first big general direct was second week in February. So if they follow that up this year, the same, we're looking at February 12th or 13th. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's funny you said it at this point it has to be next month. Well, when people hear this, it's gonna be January thirty-first. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be a February direct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we could possibly see another direct in the form of like an Animal Crossing specific one. Cause I they've the Animal Crossing fan base, first of all, is nuts because they flip out over like promo images and stuff. And we still don't know a ton about that game, so I, w- I would probably expect like a yeah, like the sticker like sheet nine. that got really that got shown earlier this week. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, that, wow. that character's confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I, like at this point, I feel like we like we have to have an Animal Crossing direct. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of wonder why they did not wait uh, for the the system announcement until then, because there yeah. are things about the game that like. They just like that. There's details about all the other big games that they have done in a direct style that they have not done for Animal Crossing. I mean, we've gotten the the direct announcement, we've gotten the direct delay, we've gotten a commercial since then, and the reveal kind of what it's going to be, and that was it, yeah. right? I mean, we've seen it four, four, maybe five times. So possibly a Animal Crossing direct early in the month and a Nintendo direct late in the month. Well, that was, that was a comment that I actually heard someone say, I think it was Nintendo fangirl on Twitter had said, she's like the fact that they're showing that they're literally just shadow dropping us. The animal crossing switch is maybe an indication of we're not getting a direct for a couple of weeks. Like why would, why would they have not just pulled that out there and been like, and by the way, the game launches in a month from now and the switch, the switch version is available. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like it's a little bit like, hmm, that may have been a good point. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, with Animal Crossing coming out March 20, I'm kind of thinking last week, February, first week, March might be a good time for yep. a direct for that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I like blow it. the doors on it, right? Yeah. So, uh, if people wanted to find you on uh, social media, Patrick, where, where would they, uh, where would they go? Yeah. So everything's at Nintendo talk, uh, just Twitter and, uh, YouTube. So awesome. Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys uh, that are listening to us and you're listening to uh, to Patrick right now, go over there, become his friend or follow him on YouTube and Twitter. Show him some love. And Patrick, we really want to thank you for being on the show tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. No, thank you, guys. You guys are doing a great job. Well, mm, thank you. <laughs> he's, he's speechless. Yeah, I mean, it just gets you right there in the heart. Well, guys, that has been episode 265 of Nintendo Dads. And as we close out the show, let me make the announcement one more time that the Dinner Table Show is recording tomorrow night or tonight as you hear this if you're listening on Friday morning. If you'd like to be a part of that, you can contact our brand newest member of the Nintendo Dads podcast, Tim Off, uh, and he will get you in there. You can uh, DM DM him on uh, Twitter or Discord. He would love for you to be a part of that. 
Uh, also, uh, as Justin mentioned earlier in the show, Dads After Dark is moving to a new feed. Episode three will be on that new feed. Episodes one and two will continue to be on our feed for about a week, and then they will make the permanent jump as well. So go on over to iTunes and Stitcher or Google Play or wherever and subscribe to the brand new Dads After Dark feed if you want to continue to be able to listen to them. As we close out the show, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Sean Abbott, and Antonio Contronio, as well as our brand newest patrons who jumped in this week. And you can be just like them and head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and jump in for as little as a dollar a month. And we do appreciate each and every person who supports us over there. You can go check out our website at nintendodads.org for all of our YouTube uh, videos, social media tweets and updates, podcast episodes, uh, links to our Patreon page, and even some Nintendo Dads merch you can purchase over there. And you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or podcast at nintendodads.org. Do either one. Most people... They email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Just forget that second address. Don't even worry about it. Just nintendodads at gmail.com. You can email us there, and we will read your email live on the show. Or you can can go back to the 80s, Marty. Marty, we've got to go back. You can leave a voicemail at 929-25-MDADS. That's 929-256-3237. You leave us a voicemail. We'll play it right here on the show. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music we use throughout the show. Remember, it is always good and very kind. Go to our fa- your favorite podcast service of choice. Leave us a written review and a five-star review. It helps other people find us. And we thank you ahead of time for doing all that. And me, for Justin, for Jesse, and for Patrick from Nintendo Talk, this has been episode 265 of Nintendo Dads. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Grookey or Gruka? I don't know. You're a jerk. <laughs> I hate you so much. 